0: Welcome to Off Code, the show where we ignore the cultural codes and have real and intriguing conversations regarding the Black community and ways we can move forward to human flourishing.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Off Code. I am Monique Dusan.
0: And I am Kevin Briggins. And we are here for episode number two. And I think we got another another good one. Uh, Last week we talked about, or last episode I should say, we talked about Black marriage and today we're going to talk about the Black community. Is there a such thing still as the Black community? So I'm looking forward to today's conversation.
1: Let's jump right in. Okay, is there, gosh, such a thing as a Black community? I I feel like it depends on what part of the country you're in. Like, is there a, a Black community in L.A.? Yes, but even within that community, you get, like, offshoots and things like that i don't know i'm not i'm not vibing with the whole there's one black community within america although i i think maybe 50 60 years ago you know the south could have been its own community with many of the same um experiences fears and things like that
0: yeah yeah i think it comes down to what what do we mean when we say the black community now i mm -hmm. i think there is a underlying sub black culture that is kind of unique to itself and kind of no matter where you're from in the us you can kind of relate to what we know as black culture whether it's black pop culture or you know whatever but when we talk about the black community and the news reports say hey in the black community x y and Z, when I, mean, I think black community i think like a geographical area like when i grew up i grew up in the black community I don't know if that community still exists. We still refer to it like it exists, but I'm just not sure if it does. And so I was kind of wondering, I know what my experiences are and I know what the data says, but I was kind of, what are your experiences? So you grew up South Central, right? South Central, yep. LA, in the hood. And
1: How- that that's what made me, what formed me.
0: Yes, yes. And
1: I like, I remember having, like, Black teachers. I don't think I've... At least in my, like, elementary and early part of junior high, there was... Like, I didn't have any white teachers.
0: Mm. And
1: so everything that we did was black. It was blackety black, blackety
0: black, black, black.
1: blackety black. Like we was just (laughs) there and it meant something. And, you know, at the time it was the, um, Latasha Harlan's murder. There was Mm. the Rodney King beating. There was, um, the apartheid, the ending of apartheid, all of that while I was still in LA. And so, we were a community and it felt like we were about something. We were wanting to end something, even as, you know, a young teenager and things like that. Like there was definitely, it felt like I was a part of something. My friends, we all did the same thing. We all rode bikes. We would skate. We would all go down to the skating rink together. We were a part of something everywhere. I looked, people were looking like me. Now, when I moved to North Hollywood, things shifted a bit, but you know, to be a part of, a community and a culture at the time, it did feel like I was a like we were all the same.
0: Yes. Yes. Um so we we were roughly you know close to the same age. So I, I remember You're the, a little bit older than me. Don't don't lie to the people. Don't lie to the people. But I just cause I got the gray, right? Um but no you right. you brought up like skate parties, going to the skating rink. Um I remember going to the movie theaters on the black side of town, right? Yes. In the, those and watching any.
1: Boys in the Hood, yes.
0: <laughs> oh, also, you mentioned, you know, the L.A. rides, Rodney King, and all that. Yeah, I was in, you know, Birmingham, Alabama, watching y'all act a fool out there. So It was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah, right. right. So, um, but from my experience, where I grew up in the inner city of, of Birmingham, none of my family are currently in the communities in which we grew up in. All right, we're just spread all out. So, grew up very tight knit. I grew up around all of my cousins. You know, I, it was the it's the typical. If they're gonna say, hey, what is we're gonna do a movie about um, a black Southern family? If my family was a stereotypical family, you know, everything centered around my grandmother. Um, we all live in a close proximity to one another. A lot of times that was the projects, but. Uh, you know, rode our bikes. We played. I went to elementary school. You know, with and middle school with cousins in different you know grades from me. We just it was one community, right? We all went to the same church. Oh man, friends and family day at church. Oh yeah. man, we we the Jones family was deep, right? <laughs> we was deep, but it was a it was a sense of this black community. But mm-hmm. we, but the more I will say this, the better we've done economically, individually, Mm -hmm. we have spread out so far apart from one another to where that idea, like where we grew up, nobody lives there anymore. Yeah. You know? Um, and so it seems to be this dispersion of the black community because we've done better economically, you know, the general, um, culture is more inclusive today than you know um you don't have no segregation redlining you know things that formed you know Mm -hmm. separate black communities apart from everyone they just those those barriers don't exist anymore and so when those barriers came down people you know kind of spread out and so um and the more i thought about this question is what is the black community is there still a black community I don't believe there is in the sense of the way we refer to it in our memory, the way we, we, we think about it, because I, I think the numbers are like 30, only 35 to 36 percent of black people still live in their inner city. Which
1: I think is is an interesting statistic, because statistically, I would say more than most other minority groups, we do prefer to live together even now I don't think that's you know everybody not everybody trying to wake up and see you know Pookie and them every morning but I think even like okay if I use LA as an example we have um what is that called Ladera Heights and um like an area just above not Baldwin Park um but yeah, there's an area called like Ladera Heights and and all of that. And now it's in what would be considered South Los Angeles, but it is a very ritzy bougie area. Okay. And it's where you find your black doctors, your black lawyers, your actors mm-hmm. who are choosing to, you know, live within the community to make sure that the black dollar stays there. So we do have, I feel like, a sense of community. It's just not necessarily in the hood anymore. Like when i go down to south central los angeles i see gentrification i, I was there a couple yeah. of years ago and there was a white guy riding a bike and i was who, where you come from who uh, is the, that? why is timmy riding the bike don't he know how dangerous this is
0: let's be real growing up if there was a white person walking around our neighborhood we knew that person was a drug addict
1: yes but not this a, one yeah I saw Timmy was riding his bike and I said, who let Timmy in? But here he was. But, you know, I feel like LA just in not knowing a lot about many other inner cities, um, LA has gone through you know, it, its it's cycles so L- South LA um, being, you know, at one time a very rich area, looking at like Compton and Compton being an all white area at one time or predominantly mm-hmm. white area um, you can look at certain parts of LA, the Adams District and things like that where the houses there are now divided up to be like quadplexes or duplexes mm-hmm. and things like that but at one time it was like seven bedroom home
0: Yeah. And so
1: but then then you 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 get white flight and things like that and you see the black community moving in
0: Mm -hmm.
1: post that time. And I feel like that's when I was there all the way up until, um, gosh, probably the mid 90s, early to mid 90s. I was there um, and it was all black. It, and, and I would say you had, you know, some Hispanic influence, but then when Black started to leave for whatever reason, then it became like predominantly Hispanic. Mm. And now what we're seeing is this gentrification where there's white, Hispanic, Black, um, white people coming in and buying up, you know, land and buildings and things like that. And I wonder if that is any... Um, influence into the decline of what we would have historically, or at least from our time growing up, consider black community.
0: Yeah. And you said something that that was really important. So you mentioned white flight. What we don't talk about is black flight.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that, that dispersion I was talking about of people leaving the inner city, the predominantly black communities and moving more to the suburbs and, mm-hmm. and, you know, better schools and, and all these different things. Um, I think that has had a major effect on, um, cause you're talking about gentrification.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember when people were really upset about DC being gentrified, Yeah, but it was one of those things of we all left. We're yeah. not in those communities anymore. And then when other people come in, and start fixing things up and pin money in and, and you know, open up a coffee shop and yoga studio and all this stuff. You know, we were getting upset. It was like, they're taking away the black community. It's like, well, you don't even live there.
1: Yes. Right? That, that's a current <laughs> conversation happening in Nashville right now. You yeah, know, uh, um, yeah. you know, this, we need to buy up our own and we need to preserve our, our legacy, our history and those things, but no one is, or mm. very, I'll say it very few, few people are. Yes. And so now it, I I would say gentrification isn't so much about like, I just want to be and take over your territory and things like that. No, these are money making opportunities. And if you're not going to grab it, then I will. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a smart decision. Like, I can't argue with you about that.
0: It is. And it's also a, I mean, people need to realize that nothing stays stagnant, things run in Mm -hmm. cycles. Mm -hmm. No, all the rage was the suburbs and the big shopping malls. Now it's all about being closer to downtown and shops and, and, and things that are downtown are very Mm -hmm. appealing. Now. I don't want to commute 35 minutes anymore in the town. I just want to know live right there. I can ride my bike. I can do this. The convenience of downtown has come back again. And so those communities that have been, you know, historically black communities near the inner city, near downtown are starting to be gentrified. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things of, the majority of us aren't there anymore. Now, mm-hmm. if we had a stayed and took our resources and, and, and open up our own businesses and had a distinct black community, kind of like a, a Chinatown type of mentality, um, then that would be different. But once we all leave, it's almost like it's nostalgia to us. We want to go back and drive through every once in a while. You no, know, a lot of times we'll go to church down there still, you no know, drive in drive out. But as far as living there, investing in being in that particular community that we would call the black community, we, we've we've we 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 that wasn't necessarily a focal point. And you, you mentioned teachers, man. My teachers growing up, they always said, Hey, get up, get out. They were encouraging us to get mm. out, get mm. out, you know, because it was gang violence, it was all mm-hmm. these things like don't get caught in the streets you stay in school, don't drop out of school and get out. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. what we did. Mm -hmm. And then not then once we did that, nobody said, Hey, go to school, get your education and come back and make this place better. Yes. You know, no one said that. And so I think we've lost the idea of the black community because it just doesn't exist anymore. Um, Now, sorry.
1: We have to offer some some definition onto black community so that it doesn't get lost on looking at physical community mm-hmm. versus more of the idea of culture
0: mm-hmm. and
1: cultural community. I do yeah. think you're hitting on something and saying like we were taught, like you need to get your education and you need to go and do something else because this life down here and, in hood life is act, it's a life all by itself a real it functions thing. Yeah. very differently yes. so looking at at the idea of the community as being the physical place that i'm in versus the culture that i belong to and that that um idea of community in that broader sense so mm-hmm. yeah i would say i would say that the idea of black community exists here and there and yeah. But it's, it's not like it was. You're right. It's not like it was when we were coming up where I knew, like, this is my place. It felt like home. Like, I could walk mm-hmm. down the street and I was never not home.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: To go back today, I wouldn't feel at home. And I've been back. It doesn't feel like home because there's so many other factors, so many other things happening all around. Um and, and I, I think you're right. Like there is a, there, or there was at least a black flight. Like that's when we moved out of South Central. We moved um, after the riots. And my mother was mm. like, we, we're not doing it no more.
0: Mm-hmm. We're not
1: doing, I've seen people just from where I lived and being able to like walk or, or watch from our windows. We've seen drive-bys, people shooting up, um, all all of the things, prostitution, I remember i got stabbed in front of my house i got into Mm. a fight with a with a guy um and i was still pretty young i got into a Mm. fight with this with this guy from school and he stabbed me like all that but that was the life that was was, that was what you risked like living on the block or having to to fight for your honor almost so that people didn't just treat you any kind of way
0: yeah and so
1: um that sense of of this is my my territory that I feel like is is not so much anymore. Mm-hmm. There's still places in l a though where people go gang bang and there's a sense of of territory. but just because yes. you have territory, I don't necessarily know that that equals community
0: true, true. There is definitely. It's, it's a, it's a mixed bag. Cause I do agree. Like I said, I believe there is a black subculture, right? You and I are from opposite ends of the country, mm-hmm. but we have a common subculture that we can you know relate to and give inside jokes and all this stuff,
1: which is a different form of community.
0: Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It is. Um, so from that standpoint, I, if I will say okay, there is an element of that sense of community, right? Um, if I meet somebody who's black that I don't even know, there is a sense of, you know, you get the head nod. So, what's up, what's up? you know, it's a sense of community and understanding, um, that is kind of there. So from that standpoint, I do believe there is a black community, but when say the news is talking about in the black community, certain things, I believe a lot of times they're talking about, geographical they're typically talking about an inner city type of issue of the black community and the current inner city um situation of the poor black becomes the narrative for what the black community is and the black community is so much more than the plight of the poor black community of the inner city because the vast majority of us don't even live in the inner city anymore
1: so it's kind of like they're conflating geography with the
0: culture, yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're right. But it's, it's it's how we it's how we think about the black community. Think about this: if your idea of the black community is run down con- corner stores and drive by shootings, right? It's going to give you a certain image of what you believe about black people in the black community. But that's not reflective of the black community because most black people don't even live in that type of a context. And so, okay, so
1: we gonna have to we gonna have to thread out and use a different because we using community community too many times, <laughs> um, and I don't want people to get lost on on what's being said. Sorry if you see me, I I'm always cold, so I do have my heating pad right here keeping me warm during this conversation. Um, just gonna keep it all the way real. Um, so community, physical location. Yes. Okay. So let's, let's throw that out. We have the physical, the geographical location that many people say, well, that's the black community. They're normally talking about like, that's the black inner city area. Like I go to Flint, Michigan, I go to South central Los Angeles, I go to Compton, I go to, um, some places in, in Birmingham, I go Fairfield or, you know, like these kind of areas I go to, um, you know, the inner city part of Chicago or, um, Detroit and things like that. So we have, we have the, the geographical location. The other part of this idea of community that we're referring to is more of the culture and, and what does it mean to be Black in, um, in concert with other Black people. And so I think what what I hear you saying is that when the news or social media talks about Black community, they tend to look at the geographical location. And what they do is they put on all the Black people who might um, ascribe or participate within a certain culture. What they do is they then add the issues of this inner city onto all the Black
0: the people. The culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm I'm, and I'm glad you parsed that out. That that that's that's a good way of of putting it. And um, um, I do believe that is. I'll, I'll, I'll use athletics. I'm a big sports guy. It is almost a stereotype that the kid that's playing football or basketball is from a poor community, right? It, because he's black. Oh, he must be underprivileged, poor community, and that's just not the case anymore. we we're, it's, it's a stereotype that is continuously reinforced through the media and you know music movies that that is what the black community is and it, it's just it's so much more than the poor inner city you know um, a lot of these kids come from middle class homes right mm-hmm. just because he's playing basketball doesn't mean he's you know from the inner city and poor and so mm-hmm. I, I i think um i think that type of it needs to be a broader picture of what the black community is because it is it's a vast diverse community in terms of culture um that's not simply about t- something the issues or something tied to a geographical area
1: i agree and yet one of the the, the, the words that i feel like has come around since 2020 is this idea of monolithic So just because and y'all, my goodness gracious, this this is where it can get confusing just because I might understand um, the broader culture of, you know, being black and things like that. Like, how do I do I say hello to everybody when I walk by? I definitely greet my elders and look them in the eye, Um, you know, understanding food and why I don't eat everybody potato salad? Like, <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I'm not when I when I go when I go to a barbecue or when I go to Thanksgiving, I'm always gonna ask who made this, who brought this. Yeah, we we gonna ask. Like, it's mm-hmm. not an insult. I'm just not gonna eat it. We don't eat yeah. everybody food, you know. Or, you know, just understanding certain cultural slangs like coming to the barbecue. Yes. Don't don't bring them to the barbecue. They they can't come to the barbecue. <laughs> You know, and knowing what that means, there are some yes. things that are cultural that definitely um, are part part of the geography. But even when you are outside of the geography that is labeled as inner city black or whatever, I can I would use the same terminology if I'm living in Beverly Hills, you know, shopping on Rodeo Drive or things like that. And so, I think there is something to the idea of. Uh, Even broadly, a black culture, black community, and yet we are not all mono. We're we're not one big monolith. So just because I know the terms, um, you know, that might be used within the culture, doesn't mean that I agree with them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that I personally use them. Doesn't mean that I. I participate according to those rules all the time. And this is something else that I think social media does. I think they conflate the culture and they, they, they take the culture and, and then offer this definition that the culture means the individual. So mm. now because I bear the skin, I am automatically a part of that culture. And I do all of these same things. Mm. So then people are like, well, you eat popeyes you eat churches because you black no i don't like i don't know if i'm if i'm near a church's chicken i i you know
0: we we, we talk <laughs> about that we have to do an episode about that we'll, one do, day.
1: we'll do an episode about church's chicken one day yeah but i think the same way geography gets conflated with culture i think we can take the culture and put the culture on individuals who might not participate according to some of the cultural standards that are assumed in the larger context of our society. And then what do you do with that? Because then if I don't grow up that way, but I bear the same skin color, if I'm not participating according to the culture or the culture's beliefs and things like that, then... Um, I'm a you know this I'm a coon I'm a you know this I'm a that or I'm not black enough and so these are issues that I see coming in from you know society at large but then these Mm -hmm. are things that we also struggle with within our own community
0: yeah yeah I mean the idea of we get to determine what is black what is not so I, I know a couple go ahead
1: Mm, no, I was going to say we have white people putting that on us too, though. Oh, oh. go ahead. I, no, you know. Good, good,
0: good friend of mine, good friend I know the long time, but he said this years ago. We were in our early 20s and he was from the suburbs, out from the inner city. And one day he told me and this other black guy that he was blacker than both of us because, yeah, you know, he listened to rap music, his car looked a certain way, he dressed a certain way that, and we, and he talked a certain way that me and my friend who were from the hood, you know, we spoke a little bit more proper English and he probably expected expecting us to, to, to speak. And yeah, he made that statement. We just looked at him, like, yeah, but yeah, he, he had a certain image in his mind because he was listening to three, six mafia and all this other stuff that he was black. You know, he was blacking in us. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that, that definitely does exist. I've heard people talk about who are like us, but didn't grow up in the inner city, grew up, around different cultures and took the different experiences, whether it was, you no know, skateboarding and all these things that we, you know, we joke around like, we well, don't do that, you no. know, no. Playing hacky uh, sack. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> don't nobody play hacky sack in the, why, why the bottom of your jeans flared out like that? Right. Come, you on. Know? <laughs> Come on. But you know, those people have felt, you know, they've been told, oh, you're not black. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's been very hurtful because that they are just some we we've stereotyped and narrowed down this definition of what it means to be black mm-hmm. um and you and i both get it because we're, we're both from the inner city we can we both you know can relate to everything that all those stereotypes what 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 makes a person black you and i can both fit those things we have those experiences but where we get disconnected from the community and get told we're not part of the community is when we don't think about certain issues a certain way.
1: Oh, come on. Because I, yes, that'll be a perfect time to what I was going to (laughs) say. Go ahead.
0: No, I'm going to let you take it. But yeah, there's this idea that to be Black means to have a particular position on issues that look a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they'll say, oh, we're not a monolith. But if you aren't a monolith or you're not a part of this way of thinking, then you're not black. You're not black. So you take it.
1: So what I was going to say, because um, in case you didn't catch our first episode, Kevin and I are historic Christians. Um, I want to bring this around scripturally Mm -hmm. and how we how we here today conflate culture and skin color and race or ethnicity like all of these things can can get collapsed on each other. But honestly, when we think about how we were created, um, one, just created in God's image, Um, when we we get deeper into the way God set things up for humans, our culture is not necessarily what our skin color is going to always Mm. reflect. Mm. And we have to separate those things out. And when we look at culture, we need to look at, are the things that my culture promotes, things that are in line with the word of God. That doesn't always reflect in the black community. It does. We have, with, within our culture, or and I don't even want to call it our culture, but within... Um, like our ethnic group within being black or African-American, we have the highest rates of abortion. Now, some people would conflate that and say, well, that's a cultural issue. Well, it might be. We might need to have some conversation around that. And that's not for today's show. But I just want to use that as an example to say, we need to make sure that we are separating things out. I can't conflate, you know, having black skin with being a part of black culture all the time. That doesn't always conflate um, or mix very well. And then when I look at my culture, because people are like, well, they're not a part of culture. We're going to kick them out the club. She don't know what it means to be black. He don't know what it means to be black and all those things. Well, the things that make it, you know, make the meaning of being black are those things that honor God. Mm -hmm. Or are those man-made, you know, systems, constructions and, you know, all of that that are honoring to God what are we celebrating within our culture and what are we celebrating in saying, this is what it means to be black.
0: Mm, that is. And that's powerful. I'm going to share a story because it was the, it happened this morning. So a good friend of mine called me this morning. He was in tears. Mm. He was in tears. And I was like, man, what's wrong? What's wrong? And this, is what he told me, he said, I owe you an apology. And I'm like, what's going on? He there was a discussion around um, rap music, right? And hip hop culture and the effect that it has had on the community. And I think he was feeling a certain way about it. And he came across something this morning that really shook him and made him realize that we, he, he, in, his, in his words, this happened on our watch. It was had something to do with young kids and it really shook him. And he's like, we let this happen this was on our watch. And he was in tears because he realized that, um, a lot of things that had been conflated as being black, black culture, it wasn't healthy, right? Mm -hmm. It hasn't been healthy for us. It has a negative effect. It's not, um, it's not what God would have best for us. Right. And, and he and I had a, a very long and good conversation on that, but it just really hits to where, we need to make sure that what we're holding on to is something that is good, just, and beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not simply—I'm—I'm—I'm um, I'm, I'm become very recent on you. Not simply celebrating um, a halftime show because it is nostalgic to us, right? Mm-hmm. Are those things that are good for us to promote? to others? Do they, do, do they encourage human flourishing of our community, mm-hmm. you know, and just thinking through that on a deeper level outside of it's nostalgia to us and we, you know, we can, you know, jam and dance to it and feel good about it. And you know think about memories of house parties and stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, well, yeah. We, we just need to ask ourselves, is this, is this good for us? Has this been good for us? Mm-hmm. You know, and he said the light bulb on him just went off this morning. And mm. he called me, he called me to, I, we we friends. We talking about, you got to apologize to me. Apparently he had certain thoughts and feelings about certain positions I had. And he realized that he needed to, um, take a step back and re-examine those. Wow. And so, yeah, yeah, it wow. was, it was, yeah, it was, it was good time. It was, it was good for him. and It was good for me.
1: Mm. You know, that's awesome. it was, you know, one of the things that, that, or in, like in a, in a lot of what you're saying, um with what what are we promoting that's good for the community what are we promoting that are that's good for our kids mm-hmm. and a lot of times i think in celebration of the culture we will promote things that aren't necessarily good for us or for our kids and yet we will damn or condemn the things that may actually be beneficial for us yes. i'll give you an example speaking properly You know, that gets conflated with whiteness right now, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. being educated, you know, not and I'm not talking about like higher degrees, but even just being in elementary school, I remember being in elementary school and or in junior high school and being told that I was acting white because I was on a different grade level. Yes. You know, so those are things that I feel like we promote in, you know, many inner cities. But even even outside of the inner city, I've read studies where, you know, this this kind of targeting or um, I want to call it like ethnic bullying actually, Mm -hmm. you know, takes place. Oh, you just trying to act white. I'm like, y'all y'all in upper middle class homes. What are you talking about? Um, So that's another another way in which I feel like um, we, we promote things that may not be healthy for us, for, for our communities or for the culture. Um, Mm -hmm. but then another way that I see this happening real time because of people who write into our ministry is, is the conversation of adoption? Like, Mm. is it, is it damaging for a white person to adopt a black kid? But more so than that, it's that there's nothing good within a, a culture that is outside of the black culture mm-hmm. for a black child. Mm-hmm. And so it to me it just gives me me reason to pause and think of, you know, how do how do we promote what is good, true, and beautiful? within our community and within our culture. And if we want to raise the next generation to celebrate the good, true, and the beautiful, those things that are um, helpful, whether they are in a Christian home or not, you know, does that teaching stop just with black people? Because that's yeah. the conversation coming out right now is, well, if you want your black child to be raised properly, they can only be raised in a black household.
0: Yeah, and man, that's a deep conversation. There's a lot of, it's a lot of underlying things with that. Because this is what I will say: if that black child was adopted by a Nigerian family in Nigeria, would we say the same thing? Oh, right. It's completely. That's not African American culture. Mm-hmm. That's not black culture. Mm-hmm. That's completely different culture. Is that same child okay? Of- okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so the issue isn't so much about it being a different culture. The issue is that. We have an issue with white people mm-hmm. and and that just needs to be said a lot of yep. times on these issues because if they look different, we wouldn't have a problem with it. you know, I always use the example of assimilation. assimilation is not a bad or good thing. it could be you no know, neutral depends on what you're assimilating to mm-hmm. right um but people will say assimilation is bad, but yep. if they but if they went over to Ghana, they would assimilate to to the culture of Ghana. They wouldn't try to make Ghana adopt their african american culture, yes. values, ways, they would assimilate. So mm-hmm. it's not issue it's 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 a lot of historic um insecurities and pride that comes along with I always say this, the idea of white supremacy that was pushed for so long created almost a black inferiority complex. Mm. And in that the way we countered that inferiority say is black is beautiful and we became prideful and so now it is almost as if black culture, in and of itself, is this sacred thing that we need to hold on to and promote, and that kid needs to be a part of it because Oh, you put have up, to Break that down. Ooh, yeah. Because if we, if, 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 it's almost this admission to some degree that white is better. And you know, that's what that's not what anybody is saying, right? But how so? The, wait,
1: wait, wait. Say that again.
0: It's this idea that white is better if you're assimilating to um the broader culture Mm -hmm. or what you even just said speaking properly Mm -hmm. right you're saying that something else is better right Hmm. and so the way to push back on that um the pushback on that often leads to this idea of adopting what it means to be black as my identity and not wanting anything else that has to do with what they would deem whiteness or white right so adopting a child into that they can see it's damaging because this idea that why is that child better over there than over here right
1: yes now I guess for me though, when I think about it, I'm just like, these, these can be neutral ideas. Like it doesn't need to be that this is better or this is worse. Mm -hmm. We do have a dominant culture here in America, or at least a a dominant group here in America. And I think that even, even outside of dominance or or like dominant groups, you know, when I hire someone, I would just like them to be courteous, professional, professional, um and to me those aren't you know traits that only white people can have i think if you say well you know cur- courtesy and being professional or professionalism well that's a white mentality well, you're just putting yourself down you know yes, like yes. like if if i hire you as my receptionist and you answer the phone hey yo what's good <laughs> like like no we mm-mm, mm-mm, that's not gonna last here at mm-hmm. you know here at the center for biblical unity that's not gonna last um but i think to a degree people will say well if i can't you know speak my code or if i can't um you know speak remember ebonics when that whole thing was trying to be oh pushed?
0: man they tried yeah they tried to make it a
1: yeah. But yeah. you know, if I can't, if I can't answer the phone like that, then I have to, then I'm code switching and I'm acting white. Well, no, being courteous, courteous and professional isn't a trait of white people. I can look in scripture where it tells me I should be kind and like the, the, the demeanor I should have as an individual. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck.
0: No, you're right. And um, I, my mom, my mom is 68 years old and her whole life she's been told by people several times you talk white why you talk white right um and my mom she's no tough skin no strong woman but she was just like i'm talking the way i talk like there's no you know and no my mom grew up in the 50s 60s in birmingham alabama right there was no it was segregated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, she grew up in the blackity black blackness of the actual real struggle. Um, and so this idea that she was talking white, that was foreign to her. Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. This is how this is how I talk. Um, but yeah, we do take those things and it I can say it's rooted in a sense of insecurity. Mm. And and this idea that. We need to establish our own culture, you know, separate from the broader culture and anything that the broader culture maybe, um, promotes or, or, um, think is right. We tend to, we, we have a, a way of pushing back on some of those things. Right. Um, and so I, I think, I think, I think it has a negative impact. Like you said, like in school growing up, why are you acting white? I know kids who intentionally dumbed down their grades. Yes. To not be, you know, bullied, picked on, or thought to be smart mm-hmm. because that was acting white. Like, how is that advancing or helping the broader community when you got kids intentionally making bad grades um, just so they're not associated? So, so if that's being white, what is being black? Yeah. It, it's being black failing in school.
1: And, but it, it's this, it's this dual messaging because on one hand, black is beautiful. Black girl, magic, black, 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 like all these, you know, black pride, all of this stuff over here. But then in reality, the way that that's walked out a lot of times is, well, you're just acting right. Or, well, you know, whatever. Like it, mm-hmm. it, there's a negative connotation to it as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so back to our original question. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead. Which was is there still to this day a black community? And I think the answer is it depends. Yes.
1: It it depends on what you mean. Are you talking about like the physical community or are you talking about the culture and I guess, to me, the best way to look at it is, yes, there can be. I think there can even be a, a wider understanding. Because I think the, the idea of even Black culture is shifting, changing, mm-hmm. and culture shift and change and things like that. But a lot of what some people could mean, like our parents, um, who are the same age, it's like, Well, they might be thinking about something completely different when they talk about black culture than what we would talk about when we talk about black culture versus Mm -hmm. what like our nieces and nephews would talk about when, you know, when the word black culture comes up. Um, And I don't think that I think for um, like my nieces and nephews to a degree that is sometimes skin related, sometimes not. You know, yeah. like, I yeah. think people would look at Eminem and be like, like, I was confused when Eminem came on this. I was, okay. Like, he not black, but he's definitely, definitely invaded into the culture.
0: Yes. Yes. And so let's, <laughs> I'll make this comment and then I'm going to ask you a question. So, oh, yeah, no. So the comment would be Eminem is black. Candace Owens isn't.
1: You know, that's right.
0: that is what some would say in that have that Mm -hmm. type of mindset so we talk about the geographical black community that doesn't really exist the way it used to Mm -hmm. there's a lot of talk about you know blacks we talk about black flight. should there be a black return should there be an intentional movement of black middle and upper class people moving back into these communities and investing their dollars and the dollars staying within the black community Should 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 that be something that we pursue?
1: Oh, man, Um, I'll start out by saying that after I left the inner city and um, moved to North Hollywood and then, you know, spent some time in another suburb out here, I always thought that I would go back to South Los Angeles, that I was so into that community. like That was my heart, that was my plan. Um, I wanted to like open group homes and work with kids in the inner city and things like that. But now that I think about it a little bit more, as a Christian, I don't know that my ethnic culture is as important as my culture of being a Christian. And when I consider that, I feel like I can live anywhere among any grouping of people because I understand first that we are all created in God's image. The, the fact of how much melanin someone does or does not have is due to um, micro adaptations and the, the migration of people. Yes. So it, it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, my geography or whether I eat shitlins and pigs, feet like none of that is, is is a part of that. And so when the question comes of, well, should I continue to, um, you know, live in these more or less segregated communities so that I can increase the black dollar and all that? Well, personally, I don't I don't think I don't think that I need to do that what I think would be a a potentially better way of going about it is to go back in to certain communities and mentor, go back into certain communities and disciple, Mm -hmm. you know, go back in and teach about economics, teach about um, home ownership, teach about education. Like, yes, everybody in, in, um, you know, well, I don't even want to say everybody. A lot of people are talking about, you know, the pathway out of poverty is your education. So that means you have to get into debt by getting a doctorate degree and mm-hmm. then going into a specialized field. You could go to a trade school and become a plumber and make a lot more money than people with, you know, degrees uh, at times. Absolutely. So how are we, how are we equipping people to really thrive?
0: Yes, yeah. And, and, if-
1: and- I, but i think that that's regardless of ethnic group now because yes. you know off code i'm going to talk about you know these things because they they are plaguing really the black you know, community and some of black culture but this these are things that humans need humanity needs to to understand how do i thrive i would say yes. the driving starts with with jesus but yes. if you choose not to you know to go the route of christianity there are some things that will help you thrive just because of god's common grace
0: yes yeah like the idea of two family homes there right? you go getting married before you have kids things like that
1: two parent homes not two family homes two family oh, homes two,
0: two parents yeah two family homes that's uh yeah uh yeah two parent homes. Mm-hmm. yeah kind of tight yeah um yeah i agree with everything you said there um I would say that on top of that, I've always believed. So when we talk about the inner city, it's typically a issue of the inner city poor, right? Mm-hmm. I don't believe the idea of addressing poverty should have a skin color to it, yes. right? It, it shouldn't be, hey, black people need to go back to the black community. And no, I was, yeah, you know, I don't think it should be neglected, neglected communities. Mm-hmm. But why should it simply be? Black. I mean, if I'm um, from a Christian standpoint, Christians yes. should have a heart for the poor,
1: yes. regardless
0: of the skin color of that poor. Yes. right. And so I've always been an advocate that churches, no matter what their ethnic makeup is, should be investing in the poor in those communities. And that, yes. and that doesn't mean handing out free stuff. And all, it's simply like like you said, mentoring, discipling, providing economic opportunities, helping kids apply for college. You know, help kids. You know. Um, getting to trade schools like these things that a lot of poor families don't have resources for or even knowledge of. How do I even get my kid into college? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I've always felt that that effort to the poor, whether it's in the inner city or we always neglect the rural poor, because yes. the inner city poor, um, it needs to be a combined effort and not it shouldn't have a it shouldn't have a, a skin color tied to it, mm-hmm. you know, um and also i don't think that we should intentionally try to live in segregated communities because one of the biggest issues we faced is stereotypes of each other which leads to fear of one another
1: yes you know speak on, i was just about to go
0: down that road go ahead <laughs> yeah but if, if we the more we've integrated into society and gotten friends and built relationships with people who don't look like us mm-hmm the better we have of getting rid of stereotypes that people have and that we have of others. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I remember, and you know, I, I, joined the military. I was 21. I met this girl and she was from Chicago and outside of Chicago where there was just weren't black people. And I was like the first black person she had met. And she was like, you're not anything. Like I thought you were like, her stereotype of a black person was just through rap music. Mm. Right. I went Snoop Dogg. <laughs> right. And so just building those relationships outside of our culture, uh, I believe it helps us to move forward in terms of a broader um, union uh, in terms of race relations. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, that's why I think it would do a lot of damage if we simply revert it back into a geographical locations um, mm-hmm. as opposed to being out within the culture.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um I also think that the benefit to mentoring, the benefit to discipling and to going into those communities to um empower mm-hmm. is that we can help to yes. change minds. Yes. Like you know, if we going to keep it 100 like now that I'm older and I think about going back I'm like I don't want nobody to break in my car. <laughs> Like, I don't feel like having to deal with bullets, like, because drive-bys and stuff are very real still.
0: Yes. And I know
1: that there are many families who have moved their families out of the inner city because they want to raise their kids in peace. They want their dog to live and be able to go outside. Yes. So that's another aspect of that, but my heart and hope anyway is that as we Do go back in, or if we were to go back in and say, "Hey, look, you know, here is another way. You don't have to join the gang. You don't have to, you know, find your community there or your brotherhood there. Here is something else." And to me, that that's regardless of skin color. So it doesn't matter if you white and you go in, because we should, like you said, have a heart for the poor. Yep,
0: absolutely.
1: How how is that empowerment going to shift the the trajectory of a family or a young person who's still there?
0: Yes. Yes. No, I, I agree. And I've done a lot of mentoring in the inner city youth and it's, it's a mixed bag. Some kids take to it and they they Mm -hmm. flourish and they take off and other kids, no matter how hard you try, it's, that's just not the life they want. Right. They want the street life, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and you, you, you pray for them and you wish them well, but you try, um, but you you know you can't control people right
1: yes and i feel like that is part of even even though it's sad that's the beauty of autonomy yeah that's the beauty of having choice and being yes. able to make choices i yes. would never want to control someone even though i do want you to choose the the path that is good true and beautiful choose the path that's going to lead to your flourishing I can't make you choose that. And if you choose not to, I can respect the fact that you are operating out of your own human agency.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, And I'll throw another thing out there because we talk about, you know, mentoring and we talk we named a number of things. One thing, I know we're going to do a show on this down the road, but financial literacy Mm -hmm. is so huge. So needed, Um, you know, getting out of debt, understanding what credit cards are, basic financial literacy and there's some people out there doing some really good training and things on social media uh really um focusing on inner city communities and going in and, and doing these types of things and so um yeah there's a lot that we can do in terms of reaching the geographical inner city you know black community that yeah. doesn't necessarily require us removing ourselves from the broader culture as well
1: yeah. And and I think to you know, to your point, separating out race and poverty or ethnicity, skin color and poverty, because you might be an affluent black community, um, or an affluent black church or something like that, and there is a poorer white neighborhood that mm-hmm you can go in and speak into and give skill or empowerment to. So you hit it on the head when you said, you know, decoupling this idea of race and poverty. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I think that goes in line with decoupling this idea that skin color automatically connects to culture. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and in many many ways, people, I also think, conflate the idea of skin color and, and ethnicity.
0: Yeah, you know, just because I, I
1: bare, you know, bare black skin doesn't mean that I'm African American.
0: Look, I have I have white people tell me all the time, like, "Look, man, I don't put raisins in my potato salad." Like, they like don't 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 associate me, you know, to that because of my skin color in that culture, right? Mm. And so yeah, I, I think the, it, it ooh, goes racism. it goes both ways. It goes, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It go it goes both ways in the stereotyping and and assigning certain characteristics or cultural characteristics to skin color. So yeah. Yeah,
1: and if you put raisins in your potato salad, I just feel like you need you need the Lord Himself. Yeah. That that yes. I, I don't yes. have his nothing for you.
0: His grace and His mercy.
1: Yes, because that's yes. a mess. Um, all right, <laughs> we are at time. It's time for us to wrap up. This
0: went quick. It did. It did. If you
1: had, if you had one takeaway that you would want people to walk away with from our episode, what would it be?
0: That the black community um is not geographically located in the inner city and that we should not necessarily try to tie skin color to cultural attributes that would be mm-hmm. that that would be the the i think if we can change that mentality it can have a lot of um kind of reverberating effects that can lead to a lot of different things and change it'll change how we look at some things and change how we view some things and have a broader, um, effect other than just, um, kind of what we're seeing as the status quo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I I think for me, it would be similar to what you were saying. It's like that my skin color doesn't necessarily equate to my culture. Mm -hmm. And that there are certain pieces even of this quote unquote black culture that I agree with and things that I don't agree with. Um, And then lastly, I would say that in looking at culture, we have to seek out what is good, true and beautiful, the things that um, honor God within a culture, because every culture will have something that honors God and things that dishonor God that are abhorrent and should be burned. Yes. and so you know, as we talk about culture, we should seek to promote the good, true, and the beautiful within a culture.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, and, then, and I will say this: there, in my growing up in that black inner city community, there was a lot of good things. And there was good, true, and beautiful mm-hmm. that I love, embrace, and a lot of times miss. Right, yeah. and yeah. that. Broad sense type of community. Mm -hmm.
1: I never had raisins in my potato salad, though. In that community, we just never did. No,
0: No, never did. But somebody not related to you has beat your behind before. That's all I'm gonna say. There you go. (laughs)
1: You you know that's true. You know, you know that's true. That that in that in that community, you could get yoked up real quick by the neighbor. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then if they told your mama, you might get yoked up again. Because you shouldn't have been acting a fool
0: mm-hmm. over
1: in so and so hot. You can mm-hmm. get yoked up.
0: Uh, you got bears and me.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Don't you, <laughs> ooh, uh, you know what I'm not even going to say? Acting Mom, like you ain't say. got
0: no home training.
1: Acting like you don't have no home training. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Yes. But yes, yeah, yes. close us out, Mo. All right, you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for watching another episode of Off Code. Off Code is sponsored by the Center for Biblical Unity. Check us out at centerforbiblicalunity.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Real Monique D and
0: uh, at yeah, KJ Brigg.
1: At KJ Brigg. There you go. Sorry, I caught you off guard there, friend. You did. All you right, did. you guys, we are out. Have a good one.
0: Do this